0: Look at that. <laughs> Where's the crowd? On the
1: Probably seen my artistic drawing. Not <laughs> anymore. All right, so this is us. Right here. This is where we all should be. Actually the mindset. Now to recap to this <laughs> canvas. Jesus is, God's hands and feet, need him to be right there, all of glory. So we need to reach out to Fort Lewis, we need to go here, these are our classrooms. I just went out of the circle, but this is us reaching out to the world. <laughs> this is the world. See and now this is our classrooms, reach out to our students. This is the lunch room where <coughs> <laughs> you kids. You could start a conversation talking to them all eating. You could go to our Thursday things where we meet up and do vandalism. We reach out to people that way and have God on the throne. Unless where we do not want to be. This is us just not being cool, not putting God first, not doing... God wants us to do, and we're not reaching out to these guys. Maybe salt and light for Jesus, and keep Him on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> Is that
2: yeah, we're yeah. Solid, man. <laughs> I think that's awesome, man. Yeah. So why don't we? Uh, what do we do next? How could we possibly get Christ on the throne? Because it looks so awesome.
1: Oh, well. We do bad things. <laughs> we can easily get him back on the phone, but be like, hey, God, I want you to be things in my life. And just talk to him, be real with him, see what's going on in your life. Put him on throne, put him everywhere. <coughs> be, make him be your first priority in everything you do. And with that, we'll bring reaching out to people and just loving on people.
3: That will be glorifying God. Uh,
2: okay. 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 That was good. So with that being said, let's consciously just take a minute right now and confess any unknown sin in your mind. You don't have do this publicly. kind of like to go to the same. saying, just get your heart in the right place with God. And then let's ask him to fill us with the Spirit and just control us and to teach us whatever he wants today. And then the class is, ooh, and then we're going to share a few stories, and then we're going to split up. So I'm going to go ahead and pray right now, so just pray with me. God, we just thank you so much that that you are who you are. Thank you for bringing us here today. God, I pray that you continue to bring to light in our minds anything that you want us to confess to you and to surrender to you. And God, we really want to ask your forgiveness for any way that we've um, sinned or gone against you today. And God, with that being said, we really want to surrender our lives to you right now. We want to ask you to be on the throne of our heart. We want to ask you to fill us and control us with your spirit. To be able to hear what you have and teach to us today and to be able to grow how you want and to be able to then be the influence in the, in the people around us like Dakota talked about a minute ago. So Jesus, we give you this time. Thank you for all that you're going to do. We love you. Amen. Amen. So how many of you guys are ready to dig into this today? Yeah, I told you that, I told you last week that this would be very interactive and that each of you would be working through this filter that we're calling it t- together today. So we're going to do that. So we're going to take the first half hour, and I'm not even going to speak. I'm going to give you guys some worksheets, and we're going to have some different groups break through different parts of of the filter, and then afterwards we're going to come up here and share. So my goal isn't just to sit here and speak in this class, but it's really going to have, it's really going to be for you guys to work through these issues, and then to report on them in front of the rest of the group. And then together, The rest of us, whoever's reporting, we can be taking notes on what he said, and then we can contribute afterwards, but we'll each focus on different areas each week. And that'll rotate, so if, say, Nate is looking at the scriptural references today and Heather's looking at historical occurrences, maybe next week you guys will switch or something like that so that we all get really good at at each part of this filter. And again, in case you don't remember from last week, the filter goes like this. What does the Bible say specifically about this issue? So we're going to take many different issues, and I'm going to go through the syllabus. In fact, let's do that now, and then we'll we'll talk about the filter. We're going to go through partying, (coughs) drinking, and drugs today. So we're going to talk about what a Christian perspective on those issues should be. And I think that uh, it'll be really good. Next week, we're going to talk about sex, and we're going to talk about different perversions of that. Right. So we're not just going to talk about sex, but we're going to talk about porn, homosexuality, different things like that, and kind of get a biblical perspective on all that. Uh, The week after that, we're going to talk about postmodernism and truth being relative, because that's something that we hit a lot, or that we see a lot on campus. And then after that, we're going to talk about political correctness, because I think that's what's being preached to you guys constantly. Mm -hmm. Don't say something that you shouldn't say, don't offend somebody, don't do something, right? And, And you're being taught to suppress your own faith so that you won't offend others. It's extremely bad boundaries, but it's kind of the law of the land. So we're going to hit that from a scriptural perspective and see. Those first four weeks are basically dealing with social myths. They're dealing with different aspects of your faith that society tries to control or manipulate or deceive you in. After that, we're going to go into Christian myths. And over the next four weeks after that, we're going to talk about sensationalistic experiences, ranging from angel feathers to smoking Holy Spirit marijuana. We'll just talk about what happens with all... Yeah, we'll talk about these these um, sensationalistic experiences. Uh, The week after that, February 28th, we're going to talk about the emergent church, because that's a big thing with college students. A lot of college students really, and and none of these, well, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't say none of these, a lot of these have aspects of truth. So the emergent church, there are going to be things in there that really are legit. At the same time, there are going to be some big dangers. We'll see all that, and we'll work it all out, according to this filter. March 14th, we're going to get into legalistic denominations. So now the Christian myth. And then we're going to close out the Christian myths by talking about prosperity preachers, right, and the whole prosperity gospel. Then we're going to go to secular myths to close out the semester. We're going to talk about Christian cults, so Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, branches like that that came out of Christianity, but that are now fully secular, they're not Christian. And we're going to talk about New Age beliefs, because a lot of those are permeating our culture, whether it's Oprah or somebody else or some popular book, right? They are. Those things are spreading like crazy and a lot of Christians are buying right into them. We're going to talk about Islam on April 11th. I think that's important because it is one of the fastest growing religions in the world. Obviously, we've gone through the stats that that tell us that Christianity is growing more than twice as fast as Islam. Praise God. Right, Christians are coming in on him. But still, you guys are going to be exposed to that a lot more in your lifetimes, right? And so we're really going to get to scripture and, and history and all that and look at that. And then we're going to close out the entire semester looking at Eastern religions on April 18th. And because a lot of that's coming into the classroom, right? There are professors here that claim to be Buddhist. Their actual version of Buddhism is nothing like what it really is in Buddhist areas. But they're going to preach it to you, right? And so this is going to be having an influence in your education. And a lot of people in in your futures are going to espouse certain Eastern beliefs. You'll need to be prepared to deal with those according to Scripture. So that's going to kind of be the syllabus for this class. And each week what we're going to do is we're going to take out this filter and just go through it. I'm going to prepare very little on a weekly basis for this class. Because I don't want to come in and just speak, but I really want this to be a class where we work through this together. And learn how to think critically in line with God's Word. Does that make sense? So it's not going to be a typical class, per se. I've never done something quite like this, so I'm excited to see how it goes. So be patient. We, we're in this together, in this learning process together. So here are the different layers of the filter. Number one is, what does the Bible say specifically about that issue? So today we're going to look at, what does the Bible say about partying, about drinking, and about drugs? The scripture has a lot to say about those things. right? So we're going to look at what it says specifically about those issues. Then we're going to look at what... What the Bible says about uh, different principles that might govern those issues, right? So we're going to look at biblical principles that those would fall under, that those things would fall under. Then we're going to look at the 21 signs of deception and see what different aspects of deception apply to this issue, right? Not all of them will apply to it, but some of them will. We'll check that out. Finally, then we're going to check out the historical occurrence of this issue. A lot of you guys have computers, every. Group is gonna to have to have a computer to look up different aspects of what they're they're responsible for and then to share those. And then finally we're gonna conclude with what the fruit of that issue is, both in my life and in other people's lives, right? Because I think that Jesus said you can judge a tree by its fruit. So if the fruit is bad, probably the issue is bad, right? So all these together are gonna to give us a, a godly or a biblical perspective on this issue. No one filter is probably gonna tell us all the answers, right? There might be some ambiguity whereas sometimes it might be clear-cut. But all of these together are going to be able to point to paint the picture exactly how Scripture uh, intends. So without further ado, let's break into some groups. And why don't we get some of these passed out. Jake, we pass these out to everybody? <coughs> okay. So we're going to get started right now. We're going to go through the filters, specific verses, biblical principles, 21 signs of, de- of deception, history, and uh, the fruit that it produces. So right now, why don't you guys come up and kind of tell us some of the specific verses that deal with these issues of drinking, partying, and and drugs. So go for it, guys. And keep it to about four minutes or
3: so. And talk loud, because you're on video. Alright, so I guess the first verse we looked at was um, Galatians 5.20, which talks about... um, Living by the Spirit or living by the flesh. And uh, it talks about um, to abstain from sorcery. this has one of the deeds of the flesh. And sorcery, when translated into Greek, is the word pharmakia, which means drug use. Um, And at the end of the verse, or that passage, it says, um, you've crucified um, the deeds of the flesh, and now you live by the Spirit. So that's obviously um, condoning, not condoning that. Um, and then there's First Corinthians ten sixty seven, 7, which was uh, debauchery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is another word for sensuality, which is um, excess. Um, kind of like, I, I guess it used revelry as well, but um, just overt, um, kind of ridiculous lifestyle, I guess. What you Lavish. Lavish.
4: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and another one that we really that we saw um I think it was second 12 1221. Um it says I'm afraid that when I come here my God will humble me before you and I will be. Many who have sinned earlier now, and have not repented of the impurity, sexual sin, and debauchery in which they have indulged. Well, that was pretty kind of the same thing. Yeah. Oh well, really? um, Second Corinthians 12. Have spent enough time in the past Doing what pagans choose to do Living in debauchery Lust, drunkenness, orgies Carousing and detestable adultery So that's pretty, uh, pretty deep stuff there <laughs> And then um, Also whenever you're looking up One of these words uh, Thinking it was um, The Galatians Did you already say that? And the yeah, pharmakia yeah. Which means use. And then um, I believe it was the first Peter four thirteen whenever we were looking at looking at it in the Greek. It was pretty much just um, partying, dancing, singing, drunkenness in the streets, torches, lights at night. So it was pretty big parties. Yeah, big parties. So
5: yeah. What would begin to like describe like what would be a boundary or an example? you guys would give debauchery. You know what I mean? Like, what would be good to be debauchery? What be good? Like where, where, like, where would you say, boom, that's already crossing the line, you know what I mean? Well, I think,
3: like, the definition of it is it's not out of line. You know, it's it's an extreme mm-hmm. way of life, I guess, is what the definition seemed to be with that. And then Carousing, we looked at him, and that's what he's talking about, was the uh, partying, um, being ridiculous in the street, getting drunk. Um, I guess, like, a lot of it seemed like out of control of your own um, reasoning. So, okay. and, in guess that's what I saw, a lot of those definitions. And it seems like everything, there wasn't really any verses that talked about it as a good thing, you know? Um, like, there's definitely verses where, you know, Jesus is drinking with his disciples, but it's never in excess. Mm-hmm. to the extent where they're um, out of control of themselves.
2: Cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah, okay, next group, you guys are gonna talk about Biblical principles and what Biblical principles would kind of govern these issues. All right, All right so we
1: have the principles of this whole issue. And the first uh, principle is in John, first John five two through five through through five. And that's five. First John five two through five. And uh, that basically it says like this is how like you know what love is. Or this is what love is and that's uh, for us to love God and to love God is to obey his commands. And um you wanna read
3: that or basically like our love for Him, you know? We just come the first few verses. That it says, This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out His commands. This is love for God, to obey His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. Kind of goes on talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Alright, and
1: the next one is in First Timothy 4, 12-6. And uh, this is a um, Paul's talking to Timothy about being an example for uh, believers. And that's uh, just being basically being an example in a uh, Speech, speech, life, love, faith, and purity. And uh, I don't know, just like if you wanna, if you really wanna like just be an example to other believers and not like do those things and then just leave an example for everyone else. So 412 four through sixty, not six. You can just read twelve, yeah. Uh, so first,
3: one Timothy four twelve says, "Do you not let anyone." because you're young. Set an example for believers in speech and life and love and faith and in purity. For believers, it says. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, so next one. Romans 13 Romans 13, 1 through 5 which is uh, basically asking like if like what you're doing, is it like legal you know, like kind of ask your okay, questions. Just saying to the authorities. Yeah. What was that again? Romans 13, 1 through 5 Also in Romans, we got uh, Romans fourteen twenty one, which is uh, like is what you're doing causing your brother to stumble or anyone around you causing them to stumble in their walk with
3: God. Nope, I'll read this one too because like it all specifically applies to drinking. Um, it says, um, "It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to stumble." Hmm. It's like
1: talking specifically on to that. And that could be to apply to anything else, you know. Like, don't do anything that would really cause your brother or sister to stumble in that walk with God or distract them. Then also, another one in Romans, Romans 12, 1 through two.
3: Maybe that one, yeah. Therefore, I urge I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer. So the, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, is good using the perfect will. Yeah, so in like the beginning of that, it
1: says like offer your body as a holy sacrifice. So obviously if you go out and party and like drink excessively and like do drugs, that's not like really respecting your body. And also in like first Corinthians 6, six, nineteen it says like treat your body as like a template you now. But like doing all that bad stuff probably won't help. That.
3: What was that last one? Uh, so Romans 12. 12. Oh, 1
1: through 2 is already Yeah. 1 well, first first first, Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6-19. It starts there. And then also for this, uh, in order to like kinda of stray away from this and like kinda of get in away from this, is uh Galatians 5, 23, which is like the fruit of the spirit, and then like which specifically like towards all this stuff is self-control, you know, like you can like drink wine, like you can't just go out there and just do it in excess. you have to have a limit and everything. Mm-hmm. You can't do it you're out of control. Then also Ephesians 5.8, just be like, uh, just be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, instead of being drunk. Yeah. Five eighteen. Yeah. Five, five eighteen. Okay. Eighteen. Yeah, someone five two what? Five eighteen. No. Sorry, but, uh-huh. Oh, five twenty two. Twenty three. And also at the end of this, like just uh, First 1 Corinthians ten thirty one, you know, like just do everything for the glory of God, and just set an example. Love God, obey His commands, and you should be set Sweet, nice guys. Okay,
2: twenty one signs of deception. What? Which ones apply? You guys want to get up and tell us? Yeah. Just check them all off you can just read whichever ones and tell us why or whatever just, 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 just,
5: keep it kind of short emphasis on signs and wonders when it comes to the like it really depends on how you're viewing all of these aspects and so we're checking them off if there's any correlation whatsoever is what we we're doing okay but at the end, we're going to go back and explain where this doesn't necessarily apply. Um, emphasis on signs and wonders. We both like agreed with the fact that there's people that actually like in the realm of hallucinogenic, like drugs and stuff. They'll use it for that because they're they're craving like the concept of like signs and wonders and like a false reality. Um, Want to keep going?
6: Yeah. Division among believers. Um there's a, you know, people are going to have their different opinions and, I don't know, some, you know, some people, somebody may be like, yeah, it's okay to, to smoke weed or whatever, and it's, you know, it's no problem. So, I mean, that's just kind of a mm-hmm. basic like, uh, disagreement, I'd say, among them. For sure. Like,
5: alcohol, too, the body, the same thing. Um, flattery and nice-sounding arguments that are actually empty but deceived and naive. Like, how many of you guys have ever heard that, like, argument on, like, you know, marijuana is okay to smoke because the Bible talks about, you know, God giving us plants for, I don't even know what the verse is, it's pretty ridiculous, and to someone who's naive and, you know, just coming to be a believer, like, that would sound awesome, you know, like, be like, oh, it's in the Bible, therefore, I can keep smoking weed or, or whatnot, so, no, that's where we're getting out with
6: that. So, it is getting drunk. Smoking weed and partying. A distraction from simple and pure devotion to Christ. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that needs to be explained. Foolishness. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Physical roughness. You're sloppy drunk, and you're getting picking fights with people. Yeah, uh, pretty physical. Been there. (laughs) Been there. Not good.
5: Legalism and manipulation. Um.
6: What did What did we, we What did
5: we talk about? Like there was two
6: aspects. that, to that, that right? That was uh, <clears throat> obeying oh, yeah, the of land, for from for the legalism aspect. As Christians were called to obey the laws of the land, and in many places it's illegal. this not taught at all, and yeah. And mm-hmm. then they are also drinking ages, and yeah. But then again, okay. from a different perspective
5: of like a least legalistic perspective. Some Christians might be like, oh no, let me not go there. You know what I mean? So like it can be like we're we're taking it from both of those those sides. Um, special revelation from God and a common form of Christianity. I mean, I guess that there's there's like there's several different forms of, of faith systems that would they would use substances to sort of find a way to connect with
6: God and get specific revelations, you know? That can go back to the first line, emphasis on signs and wonders. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. pretty much. So, uh, speculation and fruitless discussion. <laughs> I don't think we really need to go into that. Fruitless discussion, obviously, when you're drunk, you're not making too much sense. Yeah. And speculation, um, that can go, that can be related to weed, or alcohol, but weed in general because uh, it causes you to, you know, you just think differently. Par- like, Paranoia. Yeah, and, yeah, you can
4: have mm-hmm. a
6: thing. For sure. And
5: distraction from doing God's work by faith. Nope. You're definitely not doing it by faith,
6: if you're doing it, you know yeah. what I mean, like. <laughs> so, um, it's definitely distraction. Confidence without understanding, yes, obviously. <laughs> also, back to being drunk yourself and uh, yeah without much to back up. You're obviously searching for confidence
5: in a substance because right. you're not fulfilling yourself in the Holy Spirit to get that confidence and so it's yeah. Um does it continue does it continue going further and further away from the truth and getting crazier and crazier? I think very much so. Like especially boy well, in any of these aspects, like they they can become addictions. And so and it's, like, with, with drugs, especially, like, or even, like, the parties, too, like, or alcohol, and any of them, like, they can just absorb you so much to the point where truth just gets entirely distorted. It just gets more and more and more cloudy the deeper and deeper you go, and that's, like, where you fall into the realm of
6: debauchery. Like, there's no limits, and so you just get lost since there's no fixed boundaries, so, yeah. Strange doctrines, myths, and stories which often Differ from sound doctrine. Um, it was the same thing as the other two, the other two yeah. that we were talking so, yeah, about. signs and wonders and special revelations. Uh, yeah. And the next one is the same thing as well, like
5: hidden agenda, secrecy about true beliefs and teachings. is what I was asking Cameron before, like you, just an example, like, um, and this is the same thing. <laughs> with a shaman in South America, like they'll use this plant called the ayahuasca plant. Um is a very secretive and traditional hallucinogenic and it's like built into their whole like base system I guess. And um and that's what they and they they t- they tend to keep it on the down low. It's only like the tribe or anything that will they will really know the whole scoop on it. So they try to
6: Keep it sacred, like you said, Cameron. You know? Mm-hmm. Same thing with peyote and stuff like that. So, yeah. Number fourteen: hidden agenda or secrecy about. That, that's, no, that's what just did. Sensuality and appeal to people's fleshly desires and emotions. It talks about in the Bible a lot. Um, I think they shared it. I forget which verse it is, but you know that's the fruit of the flesh, uh, debauchery, and uh, you know drunk and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, it says right there, appeal to people's fleshly desires and emotions. That's what we're, you know, that's what our flesh wants us to (coughs) do so often. Mm -hmm. That's just hot. Exactly.
5: Um, Jesus slash Christianity gets a bad rap. That's a tough one, because like, well, like you, you said, um, you have to be a clean cut Christian, you can't do that or what not. But at the same time, that's, that's a personal that's a personal opinion. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied into these things. So, it can be, but like you said, from a
2: Christian standpoint, it could be seen as, as, as wrong. I, and I'll just throw in there too, and I don't want to hear up you guys. Often, we'll talk with people about Christ that say, I do not, and Jake, we were talking about this the other day, they say, I won't trust Christ because of that hypocritical Christian Mm -hmm. in my dorm. And when they say that, they are always, like nine out of ten times, they're talking about either partying or or sex, you know, Mm -hmm. one of those things, though. But Christ and Christianity are getting a bad rap because of one guy's, like, excesses, going back to this whole excess
6: thing. (coughs) Very good. Greed and materialism. Um, Yeah, I'd say.
5: They lead up to it. Oh, like, we talked about how, like, people who buy into this concept to try to fulfill themselves with greed and materialism will realize that there's nothing they can fulfill themselves with that, and so they might turn to substances like alcohol, drugs, party, to try to fill that void even more. And it can, it's just, is empty is greed of materialism basically so and
6: I feel like the whole like status based on what party you can get into, that, that can go back to that True. Mm-hmm. Got into this party, so I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, taking advantage of
5: people. If you think about it in the realm of addiction, um like all these things can can like lead you into the point of addiction, and I know multiple stories where where people are so wrapped up in, in all of these areas that like that's what they just constantly do. They become master manipulators, master masters in taking advantage of people. So
6: that's the first thing that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pride that goes back to greed and materialism, uh, and it fuels your pride too. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's. Uh... They, they base their like accomplishments on like all like um, you know, drinking drugs, all that. Uh, yeah.
5: Or, uh, yeah, dude. Chuck 30 beers last night. I'm still standing. No, I'm awesome. I you know, like that. Uh, um, the promise of freedom or something Yes. Big one. A false, it's a false lie. Like, you will find You're gonna fly, dude. Just, <laughs> just sit just it up, man, you know. You're gonna be free. Free as a bird,
6: but, you know. I mean, just, that's a little prophet, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. And finally, uh, non-Christian actions, uh, or acting like we did before Christ, that goes back to fleshly desires. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, what Nate, what Nate said, you know, um, that's just, that's, we're supposed to be uh, good examples of what a Christian is and if we're if we're you know portraying that nothing has changed once we accept Christ then that's gonna mm-hmm. know, have a negative effect for sure definitely and then finally we're gonna get to the what is the fruit
5: of the issue you know well obviously now we're gonna like turn it around um if you look at drugs from a medical standpoint like we were just talking about um, there's several benefits that you can you can get from it, you know. Whether, like we were talking last Thursday, whether it boils down to depression, you know, like it's something that could decloud your mind, so you can end up like being able to to think thing to think straightly and, and, and get your stuff together with and you know like actually put Christ on the throne. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, ibuprofen was so like an example Jack gave us. You know, like he gave me like. Um, it's as simple as that. Medically, medically, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad, but you still have to be careful because they can still become addictions. Like I know people that are addicted to Ecroben, for example. That's ridiculous. Um, and then another aspect, if you think of like the party scene and alcohol, if you approach it from the right angle, you have proper accountability. You have, you know, you're definitely filled with the Holy Spirit. Putting Christ on the throne, um, it's a it can be a great way of meeting people where they're at and socially, like we're well not necessarily meeting people where they're at, but like you can socially interact with people and it's a, it's a way you could I guess go fishing, um, and you don't necessarily like if you can definitely because it depends how you define party, you know if you're going out, you're socially dancing, having a great time, you know, staying out late, there's really nothing wrong with that necessarily, like if it's all good, healthy, fun. Um, and that can just be a great way of building relationships with people, I guess. Um, and then finally, you know, another positive aspect, you're taking communion. you're drinking
2: alcohol, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I wanted to talk about
0: that for a second.
2: I wanted to before we ended today, I wanted to mention this too. Well, you guys are gonna mention this first about the historical context. Most so I'll I'll talk about it. <laughs> We're getting most all, yeah, all of them. Oh. Almost all. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't think all of them would come up. In fact, I didn't work through that. I wanted you guys to work through that. So that's interesting. Sure. You guys are tying some together I had no idea what tie together. Okay. okay, and then you guys got pros and cons under for Okay, you ladies want to come up and tell us the, the some just some history? And we'll keep it quick because we're, we're going late. If you have to leave, go ahead and leave. But why don't you guys go ahead? Sorry, we shared too long. But. It's okay, we're all learning this process right now together. So. Something.
6: <laughs> You're heading up with a computer. Josh, go. Josh, stop. Josh,
7: stop. So in First Peter 4, 3, it says, For you have spent enough time in the past doing a pagans choose to do living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, and carousing. And then um, we looked at Romans thirteen thirteen that says, Let us behave properly as in the day not in carousing and drunkenness and not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality. Um, and then we looked at the original... Definition of carousing, and it was like a nocturnal and riotous possession of half drunken and frolicsome fellows. Um, so they basically like par- paraded around in the streets and with their torches and music and honored um, b- Bacchus. I don't know. He was like the god of wine, or they honored like other deities and. Um,
0: to, yeah. hmm. okay. uh, we had a little bit more, um, I thought that whenever you hear, whenever I hear about parties, I always think about like, like sensuality, fornication, like that just kind of goes hand in hand with the party scene, and so uh, sensuality, the Greek, those like unbridled lust, excess, licentiousness, that, warm fondness, outrageousness, shamelessness, insolence, and then fornication is like illicit sexual intercourse like adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, intercourse with animals, etc. And then for stuff like having sex with your close relatives or having sex with a divorced man and woman. And then also there's a metaphor for fornication which is the worship of idols and like, eating the sacrifices offered to idols. And I just thought that would be good to mention just because it seems to go along with the party even if those not exactly party, drinking, and drugs.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yep, awesome. All right, so the history, I'm
6: <laughs> not good. <laughs> Can I ask a quick uh-huh.
5: question. Yeah. OK. Um, Obviously I just I, I like I disagree with this but it, my mind just kind of i mean, so kinda of goes all over the place. Um like when it comes to like does the Bible does the Bible is there any way, any place in the Bible where it actually says, you know, to to stay away from relatives, I guess? Because obviously
2: from rel- like well, sex with relatives. Well, exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, it sounds horrible yeah. to me, but
5: like obviously that's how it begun. Yeah. You know, well, that's that's how it's like just-
2: yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that next yeah. week, next week we're going to be talking about sex and all these things like that, different perversions that our society has thrown at us. <coughs> and so we'll discuss more of that next week, so let's leave that because we're already a little <laughs> late. I kind of wanted to summarize this with a conclusion, though, from a lot of what you guys have been saying. I would put it kind of like this. this. what? Okay, we got to separate this three different ways, and I'm going to keep this really short and then we'll go. One would be, let's just say, alcohol, okay? I think that are there times where that's okay? What do you think from Scripture? Yes. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. Okay. Where is the boundary? With alcohol. With, With drunk- drunkenness. Drunkenness like causing and what? Your brother to stumble. And causing your brother to stumble. I think those are huge. In your brother. Uh, here's another thing to throw out there. A lot of times, I, I mean, I grew up in Eastern Europe, so I. I I love beer. Okay, but I want to be careful about uh, about about that issue, especially because I think that that could be a huge stumbling block to people. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I would say as a college student when I was trying to protect my right to drink. I would say, "Well, if you're judging me, that's a sin." I'd say that all the time, right? And then it hit me one day. Well, I'm still causing my brother to sin if I'm causing him to judge me. You know what I mean? So whether I'm causing him to sin by falling into it himself or whether I'm causing him to sin by judging me, either way, I'm uh, encouraging him to sin, which is not right no matter what, right? So I really want to watch my brother. And even Paul there, he says, if it's going to cause my brother to sin, I'm never going to do it again, you know. So he was saying, my brother is so much more important than, than this one freedom. And I think we all need to see that the same way. Uh, so alcohol, there's some, you know, in moderation, there could be some health benefits, <laughs> but on the other end, and there are tons of dangers that, that we should be very watchful of. And it's caused a lot of destruction. Think about those stats that we shared on Tuesday. About 95% of alcoholics will die of their alcoholism. I don't want to encourage others towards that, if at all possible. The party scene, I think, is a little bit more clear-cut. In Scripture, every time it's mentioned, it says, that was your former way of life, don't go there anymore. And even I, you guys mentioned it, and I think you have the right heart and perspective. But here's what I'm going to kind of like bring up. Is there's nowhere in scripture where it says engage in the party scene to win people for Christ. And all that stuff happened when Christ was on this earth. I mean, when Christ was on this earth, they were having these parties that they talk about in scripture. They had brothels and places where you could go and socialize and drink and things like that. And Jesus reached out to those people, but he never did it in those places. Does that make sense? And I think that's because when we, when we engage in certain types of atmospheres, that comes back to our reputation, which we all mentioned. Does that make sense? And so if you're just having fun and it happens to be late, like you guys have, and i heard you guys were up to like 3 in the morning playing groundsies and stuff. Okay, that's fun at night, and it's totally <laughs> glorifying to God. That's awesome. That's different than the party scene. If you're going to reach people for Christ at a party, I can pretty much guarantee you none of them are there hoping to get reached for Christ. <laughs> Not to say God couldn't do a miracle. I actually know a lady that got saved at a bar. But anyway, because somebody shared with her, but God could redeem all sorts of stuff. But I think scripturally, we we're supposed to stay away from the party scene, both because of how it could affect Christ's reputation among unbelievers and uh, and because of just our own being able to stand. And that, for me, freshman year, you guys have heard me share this story, I was in the party scene, and I'd always say, well, that's fine, I'm not getting drunk. And a friend of mine challenged me. She said, well, you might not be getting drunk. You might be having a beer, right? And I said, yeah, just one, just one. And she said, she said, well, everybody else there, are they drunk? I said, yeah. And she said, so you think that when they, being drunk, look at you holding a beer, they know that you're not drunk? It's like, uh, they probably like, have no idea. not drinking, right? Well, yeah, maybe. But, uh, so still, I guess that'd be something to think through. Once I went as a designated driver to a party, somebody started shooting a gun, and all that stuff. It was hardcore. Uh, That's <laughs> not the kind of scene I want to be involved in. Yet. Okay? Uh, so I guess, again, those people need Jesus. But I'm guessing that typically that's not the best place to reach them, right? But there are other good places to reach them. We're also something like,
1: confidence in the flesh, you know? Yeah. we like, exposed to that thing, like, we're like, oh, I'm not going to drink, but we're just totally putting on our, all our confidence in ourselves and not on, like, God's yeah. God on the Spirit. I mean, could you see Jesus going into a bar? And, I mean,
2: I'm not going to be legalistic about that, but I, I totally know he'd be reaching every drunk in that bar. I just bet you'd be re- reaching them on Main Street. You know what I mean? Just because of the reputation issue and a lot of other things. Uh, and then finally, drugs. Hitting that up before we go. Yeah, from all those scriptures, that's like an absolute no, right? Violates the law lot of the land. Uh, pharmakia, both in Galatians 5 and then Revelation 18. It says, like, don't get into it. That's kind of a broad perspective um, on all these issues. Did you guys like doing that? Yeah. Was that, kind of, was that kind of good to, like, really just get in the scripture and dig it up on your own? Okay, we're gonna do that next week again on this issue of sex and sexual morality and different issues like that. Okay, and keep your notes. Oh, that's fine. Thank you. So give it back. All right, let's pray and give this to God. Sorry, it's a little late. Next week we will make sure to, to go faster. Jesus, thank you so much that you're so good and that your word is uh, is enough. Thank you that your word gives us the answers and and it's not just like your word kind of gives a little bit of a shade of an answer. It just seems that you overwhelmingly overwhelmingly convinces of what you say. We love you, Jesus. In your
5: name we pray. Amen. Amen, Amen. Amen guys.